0: For this episode we're gonna step back and do something a little bit different. The question that we're going to be examining is what great advice have you used in your classroom that's made a difference? And I was very careful as I looked at um, framing this question because I first started thinking what great teacher advice have you used successfully in your classroom but I didn't want to limit it to that. Um, One of the people that I'm going to have talk to us is my husband, the crusty, retired homicide detective, because it, it just stuns me how often his career and my career seem to converge. We have a lot of the same wisdom that comes from our experiences, and so he's gonna talk about um, the best teacher advice that he's used when he has to teach cops how to do stuff. I'm gonna talk about the best advice that I've had, that I've used in my classroom, which are two things, and then I'm gonna ask a couple of people around the district that are leaders to reminisce back to their days in the classroom and what advice did they deploy successfully in their classroom? And that's going to be our focus for this week. What's the best advice that you have used as a teacher in your classroom?
1: Hi, I've been asked to share with you my best teacher to teacher lesson that I ever received. And that comes from my military and law enforcement instructors mostly. And though they worded this three-step process a little differently, it's the same three-step process. And it's most important when you're not teaching the rookies of your field, but the veterans. And the first step in that process is give them a reason to be learning what you're teaching. Why are we here? Why should I care? Second, break it down into easily understandable pieces and parts. And lastly, give them success with that skill immediately. Do not delay it. And then repeat until you master the skill. This is how I was taught to teach. It's never let me down, especially when I'm teaching veterans. And so, once again, first, why are we here? Give them the reason. Second, break it down into easily understandable pieces. And lastly, give them success with that skill immediately. Thanks.
0: I'm really grateful to have my husband participate in this because We talk all the time about how much our collective wisdom after our life experiences of teaching are the same. It was kind of fun after listening to uh, his three-step process, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background history of my life. I call my husband Irvine, his last name. It's gotten to the point where my principals and colleagues call him Irvine too, so when I refer to Irvine, that's my husband. But uh, after Irvine talked about his three-step teaching process, he explained to me where that came from. And that story is so good that I just had to include it. It adds, it adds a little bit more rounding to this whole thing. And as he describes what he's describing, um, I see my eighth graders, I see my eighth graders totally. So you may be surprised where this Krusty Kops, uh teaching advice came from, but it was from Baron von Steuben. So listen to this. I think you'll see a lot of alignment to many of the kids in your classroom.
1: from Baron von Steuben, our first American Inspector General, a foreign officer who had been sent, um, well, well, he came here to fight for us because he believed in our cause, but George Washington identified him as the teacher that our army needed. And in some of his correspondence with some European officers, he made it clear that the American soldier was different in many ways. And In that correspondence, one of his friends asked him, well, I don't understand what the difference is. And this is what von Steuben said about the American. When in Europe, you give one of your soldiers an order, they are obliged to obey it, period. Here in America, I have to explain why they ought to do something first, and then they're all in. So the American soldier is a very different soldier altogether.
0: The next person we have on our fun lineup here is our own Maggie Huddleston. Maggie is our current resident science specialist for our curriculum. And the thing I love about Maggie is she is so excited by her content. She sends me things that just get me excited about science, and that is not my purview. But what I love about Maggie is that she is incredibly accomplished. She is an expert in her field, and what she does best is get people excited about science. So listen to Maggie's advice next. Hi, my name is Maggie.
2: I've been a science teacher for um, about 20 years. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever received was that all students can do science. All students Every single kid that's ever been through my classroom can do science in some way. Regardless of ability, regardless of disability, all students have the ability and capacity to do science. And by keeping that in the back of my head, I've been able to give students, all students, experiences that they um, have been able to use and the confidence that they've been given to know that they can do science.
0: The person that we have next is Christy Wagner. She's also in the curriculum department and Christy and I work closely together. Christy is over elementary English and I'm over secondary English. So we have a lot of common ground. The thing that I love about Christy is she is the consummate professional. She knows everything about everything in elementary um, English. And I really appreciate her passion and her level of professionalism. She never ceases to amaze me. And the advice that she gave almost teared up when I listened to it because it's so good. It just rings true and resonates. And it doesn't matter what you teach, what grade level you teach. This is a universal truth. So listen to what Christy Wagner has to say about the best advice that she's used in her classroom.
2: My best advice could be one word, why? I'm going to use it in three contexts. Why are you assigning something? What do you hope students will gain from it? And what will it tell you about their learning or understanding? The second why is why is a student behaving the way they do. No one sets out to be a bad student or wants to have a bad day. There are many reasons why students may behave the way they do. Are they hungry? Did they have a bad morning? Are they tired? Can they not access the curriculum? Think about the why. The third why and the most important is always remember why you became an educator. Most of us became an educator to make the difference in the lives of kids. So think about that. What did I do today to make a difference? Never forget to ask yourself why.
0: Now I get to talk to you about the two pieces of advice that have made a big difference in my classroom. And interestingly enough, actually fortunately enough, I got this advice really early on in my career. And these two pieces of advice, I think, have made the biggest difference in my practice. So I'm kind of excited to talk to you about it, and you may be surprised what these two pieces of advice are. So the first one is, structure is your friend. When I was a brand new teacher, uh, there was hardly, in fact, in the school district that I started in, there was no curriculum. I just had to kind of fend for myself and put stuff together which is a little bit daunting and terrifying when you first start out and have no idea what the expectations are. My first year teaching, I taught a Utah history class, which was kind of ironic because I didn't grow up in Utah, I grew up in the South Pacific. I taught Spanish, which I did not speak, and English, which I'd never taught before. So the learning curve was huge. But something that a teacher said to me, actually it was my principal out at Highland, she said to me, structure is your friend. She was right. I have to thank Suzanne, she was a wonderful principal, but she was right. Structure almost becomes an equity issue. When my students walk into my classroom, they know exactly what they're going to do first. We're going to review vocabulary and we're going to review the quote. Next, we're going to do our timed reading that's tied into whatever the lesson is for the day. Then we're gonna have the lesson for the day and then they're going to write about it and demonstrate their knowledge on that. that is the structure of every single class that I have. So, the kids and the students understanding that structure gives them solace, gives them comfort. They don't walk into my class wondering what's going to happen, they know. And when I have that structure in my mind and in my planning, it makes it really easy to add the things that I need to accommodate for students, to align to their learning, to scaffold, to differentiate. So my first piece of advice is structure is your friend. Find a structure that works for you and repeat it over and over and over. My second piece of advice that I used again at the very beginning of my career, and this may surprise you, is as a teacher, be brave. Be willing to be transparent to your students, even vulnerable. So I have to tell you a little story with this one. About two years back, I had a kid in my class that was not engaging. He was kind of kicking back. He wasn't doing what was happening in class. And this is not allowed in my classroom, ever. And I've gotten really good at the way that I handle this. And I take the student out quietly, tap him on the shoulder and say, can you meet me in the hall? And when we go in the hall, I look him right in the eye and I say, I work really hard to make this year important and special and relevant for you. Every single year that I teach English looks different because I craft it around the needs of my student. And so, honestly, it hurts my feelings when you aren't doing the work in class. And this works like a charm. I step back, sometimes they'll cry, and I don't say anything until they look me back in the eye. And every single time I get some kind of an apology, a commitment to work better, And that worked really well until two years ago when I pulled a kid out and I did my thing. You know, I was all ready to go. I knew exactly how this was going to go down. But his answer struck me because when I waited for him to, you know, apologize and commit to doing better next time, he started to cry. And he looked me in the eye and he said, Mrs. Irvine, this is the year anniversary of the death of my brother. Anytime I talk to my mom, She goes into her room and shuts the door for hours. I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm going to cry at every moment. And so we stood in the hall for a minute and cried together. I talked to him about my mother dying recently. And I said, what, what would help you? And he said, I just, I just want to have a little bit of quiet. So I walked him down to the faculty room. We got him a cookie and a hot chocolate. And I said, you sit here as long as you need to. And when you feel better, you can come back to class. And by the time I'd walked down to the counselor's office to explain the situation, and the counselor and I had walked back to the faculty room, this student was already back in class. It was really interesting because we both walked to the door of my classroom and looked in, he was fine, he was participating. He didn't have that horrible sour look on his face anymore. He was laughing with the other students. So sometimes even when they don't give us the answer that we expect, being transparent, and even vulnerable can show these kids the way to actually communicate. I learned a lot from that student that day. I don't know everything about my kids. I need to be ready to have them give me feedback that I can act on and effect good change. So those are the two pieces of advice that I would give. Structure is your friend and be transparent and brave and even vulnerable to your students. You will be surprised at the power of that. Thank you for joining us today for our little prep cast. This was a lot of fun. And we will probably redo this prep cast again about the best advice. So if you have some advice that has really transformed your classroom or made a difference or changed the way students think about something, please send me a message because we're going to do this type of podcast prepcast again. Thanks everybody. Have a great week.